Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. All right, before I forget, um, anyone going to the AKC Invitational in Orlando in December, uh, be sure to snag my prep session. It is just seven bucks, and it will give you like this really great little mental tune-up, very specific for the Invitational, and uh, the link is in my show notes. So go grab it, and there's a bonus when you get to the page to watch it. Easy peasy. Listen to it on your way down there. It's awesome. Go get it. All right. So um, this week, though, we are going to talk about pressure. And I've talked about pressure before. And uh, those are some great episodes. But I haven't talked about it in a while. And I want to talk about it in the context of using pressure to level you up. Okay. Um, You know, the like the concept is basically that when we play run, whatever, you know, play our game alongside of people who are, you know, equal to us, we play or run or try about the same, right? We're, we're, we're all kind of in there together. When we run with people who are not as good as us, we kind of let down, we kind of relax. And when we run with people who are better than, than we are, or we perceive that they are better, we try harder, right? So there is, and I'm oversimplifying that kind of phenomenon, if you will, but um, there is something to that. There is something to the fact that we work harder, try harder, and we level up when we are around people who are a level that we either want to be at, want to aspire to, or they're better than we are, or what have you, we tend to play better. We tend to play up, if you will. And so whether we're turning up, tuning up, playing up, however we're thinking about it, we are like pushing ourselves in a way that we are getting better and potentially getting better at a faster rate than if we were always around people who are not as good as we are. And that again, no judgment on the people that aren't as good as we are. That's not what this is about. When It's just about when we're talking about skill level, how do we keep pushing ourselves? And sometimes that means a really hard decision about like changing where you train or changing the people you train with or practice with maybe even, and just making a decision that you are going to find people who push you. Because let's face it, the comfort zone is a, called that for a really good reason. I mean, I feel like it comes with like its own set of slippers and like a weighted blanket and like all of these things that are associated with the comfort zone, right? And it's probably, you know, it's it's no surprise that some, t- some of us refer to our older dogs, it feels like running our comfortable slipper, right? Everything just feels familiar and easy and comfortable. 
hence the comfort zone. So it's really addicting to stay there, right? We feel good. We feel winning. We feel like we can achieve. We, you know, the, the green ribbons are flowing easier. You know, all of that stuff is easier there, but we don't get better there. You know, we get experience there and that's great. You know, we get miles, you know, and that is important. We need miles. Our dogs need miles. We need that. But we don't necessarily push ourselves to get better or to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and into a growth zone. And if you have seen my planner, if you've worked with me at all, you'll know that even in the planner, there's a little like kind of bubble chart of when we push you know, out of our comfort zone toward that growth zone, we go through fear. We go through a fear zone. So it's no wonder that it's not comfortable or a little unsettling or downright fearful when we are pushing ourselves to be better because we don't know what that's going to look like or how long it's going to take, right? There's so many unknowns, whereas it's just so nice and cozy in this comfort zone that we know all about that, right? So when we talk about using then pressure or using the people around us to level up and to push us to be better, you know, we're also saying to ourselves, maybe even to the universe, like, I'm ready to level up, which also says, I'm ready for things to get harder (laughs) before they get easier again, right? You don't just go skipping on through the growth zone in one weekend and then you're back into a comfort zone with this new skill. It usually feels pretty awkward for a while or, you know, you might NQ for a while. You might, you know, feel like you're taking 12 steps backwards, whatever. That's the path, right? That's what all those like funny memes are about, right? Of like what people think growth is versus the path that growth really takes, which is wild ups and downs and twists and turns and surprises along the way. So when we decide as handlers that we're going to get better at something, for sure, it feels worse before it feels better. But in using that and in using the people around you or in using you know, playing, if you will, again, air quotes, because it depends on your sport, but like basically being around people who are better than you or who, again, push you to be better or push you out of that comfort zone are going to speed up the results and hopefully motivate you and kind of keep you going when it feels too hard or you're starting to get frustrated, right? So the last week, the other week, depending on when you listen to this, in my newsletter, which my newsletter is always also on my blog. So if you ever want to go back and read an article that you missed, or if you're not on my newsletter uh, email list, no worries, which you can sign up for that in the show notes also. Anywho, um, the other week I was talking about this concept that I had heard about the rule of thirds. And we mentioned it in the podcast with Lizzie on fun last week too. But the rule of thirds basically says that a third of the time when you are chasing a big goal, a dream, something hard, or in this case, just trying to level up and get better, a third of the time, it's going to be fun. A third of the time, it's going to be okay, like nothing here or there. And a third of the time, it's going to be crappy, right? It's going to suck. Let's just be honest. And it's, it's going to be terrible. And the rule of thirds, though, says that you want it to be that ratio, Okay, you want it to be about a third good, okay, and sucky, right? It is a, you know, beautiful bell curve, bell curve, if you are into that sort of thing. And a third, a third, a third, right? You kind of want it to be that way. Because if it's 
too much fun, <laughs> not that, and, and on the heels of my fun podcast, it sounds funny to say that, but on the, if it's too much fun, then you're not pushing hard enough. It's too easy. But also if it's too, if it's too much crappy, right, then you might be pushing yourself to fatigue or might be getting too frustrated um, and you're not in a zone where you can learn, right? Because just like our dogs, when we are in a state where we are too frustrated or in our dog's cases, we are, you know, too high, too low, too whatever, we don't learn well. We don't take on new information. And when we can't take in the new information, we can't practice it, we can't get better at it, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to find, you know, that sweet spot, I always call it a Goldilocks problem, right? It's not too hard, not too soft, just right. We want to find that sweet spot where we can learn, where we can learn and practice skills but still be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Still know that we are pushing ourselves. Still know that we are trying to up-level, that we are going to new places and that those new places are at the other end of a very long dirt road, right? That is bumpy and grindy and throws rock chips and all of those things. So I want us to really think about that when you are in a place where you are leveling up, you're pushing yourself. And this could cover anything from a new puppy who is frustrating the heck out of you because they are pushing all your buttons to an older dog that is frustrating the heck out of you or pushing your buttons. Um, but also if you are going for something new, a new goal that you've never gone for before, you know, maybe you want to go try out for the world team. Maybe you are on your way to the invitational next in December. I keep wanting to say next month because uh, when I'm recording this, it's November. Um, but maybe you are on your way to the invitational. It's the first time you're going and you've got like all the jitters about it, you know, when, but it's still a goal and you still want to do the scary thing because it's always been a dream. Well, the dreams are scary until you've done them, right? That's the whole thing. They are equal parts scary and motivational sometimes, you know, and those new things, they have, they have to be new before you can conquer them. And you have to be willing to go to the scary places in order to get to the other side. And I wouldn't call it necessarily kind of brave. I, I sort of save that word for, you know, more like, I don't know, seemingly courageous -y things. But I do think it takes a lot of I'm going to call it chutzpah um, or, you know, moxie to be able to push yourself into wanting things that maybe no one else around you wants, like in terms of goals, or maybe no one else in your world has even done before. Maybe where you train, no one has been to the Invitational, no one has tried out for a team, no one has been to nationals or something like that, and you are the first one. Well, being the first can be kind of lonely right? Because you're going new places and it can be kind of lonely in that you might be outgrowing the team or some people around you in that sense. And that can be, yeah, kind of a bummer sometimes. It's, it's a bummer to outgrow the trainer that got you started and to whom you owe so much uh, for everything that they've taught you, right? That it kind of can be really uncomfortable conversation to go to new places or seek out new seminars or new experiences, unlike everybody else around you. But yet at the same time, knowing and leaning into that dream and knowing that you want that dream and that it's really important to you 
can really be motivating and really take you to cool new experiences. So let's talk about how to use that pressure in just a moment. This is a shameless plug for my Dogged Planner. I created a planner, workbook, and journal designed just for handlers with big goals. It's been years in the making and it's finally available and I'm super proud of it. The link to learn more is in the show notes, but quickly, the Dogged Planner has goal setting pages, title tracking, a place to record health information, in-season date capture, notes pages, and monthly and weekly calendars. The workbook is everything except the calendar. And the journal is blank for seminar notes, rehab plans, training notes, agility stickers, or whatever else you may need. All are available on Amazon and are made to order. So if you're serious about slaying your goals this year, then you need the Dogged Planners. Okay, so I just called it like pressure. And you know, it might be pressure, it might not be pressure. I guess what I really should be calling it is using that dream or using those new goals as motivation and using the people around you who are better than you, not to intimidate, but to inspire. And how can we wrap all of that up in some sort of plan so that we can move forward? Well, you know I love a good plan, right? My planner's out. It's a way to set goals and, and things so that you can get like really get it just clarity. And I think that's where you start. You start with clarity. You start with really saying down on paper, what is it that you want? What is it that you're going for? And is it going to be your primary goal? Like every year when I sit down and do my goals, I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of goals. I have three dogs. I have a lot of things I want to accomplish, but I do try to circle one or two that are my big goals for the year, my big, and I call them decisions. Those are the things I'm deciding I'm going after this year. And I've gone one year, it was to finish a mock. One year, it was to finish my draft championship, which it's not really what it's called, but sort of, um, you know, and, and make those decisions. And what that helps with is that means that any other time there's a, a conflict or competition for my attention, I choose that decision. Okay. So it's like the big thing you're going for this year. Well, the next part is, is like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does going for that big thing mean? How does that break down? Are there milestones underneath it? Are there sub goals that have to happen? Um, does it mean that you have to travel differently, go to different trials, you know, go to different seminars, surround yourself with different people? You know, maybe you, instead of going to the local trial every weekend, you're like, you know what, I'm going to do, or I'm going to, you know, use my vacation or I'm going to take a road trip and I'm going to do some away shows just to get a different experience or just to get my dog on different footing because. I know that nationals is on dirt or whatever. And so it once we start really identifying and getting clarity over what it is that is more important than everything else that we want, we start organizing our world around that, right? So once you decide that that's what you're going after, and that's why I use the word decision, right? Because it's, it's a, it is, there's like this switch that goes on that says, oh no, I'm getting this. Like I'm doing this thing. And then we start to organize our lives around it. We start to organize our dog lives. We start to organize our life lives. Um, we start to, you know, say that like, okay, if this is what I'm going for, maybe I need to find even a different like chiropractor. Um, or I've known people who've gotten 
personal trainers, human, that is, <laughs> human trainers, um, to help them with their running or, you know, be able to be more flexible or just be in better shape so that that, you know, trick ankle isn't bugging them every weekend. Or, you know, maybe you go to someone who tells you how to tape your, tape your ankle, you know, or something like that, right? We decide, once we make that big decision, we ask ourselves, okay, well, what are all of the other pieces and parts that have to align in order for this to happen? And very quickly, you figure out what you're willing to do. And I think that's very telling to a lot of people. Some people look at it and they're like, oh, I could never. I really want that but, you know? So if you've ever said that about a goal, I really want that but, then you are either making an excuse for it or you are almost going into that self-protection mode where you're afraid that you won't get it. So you're gonna you know, build up the excuses ahead of time. And that's not where this is, right? We are using the big goals that we want and the people around us who are doing those things already as fuel, as fire for the things that we wanna go after also. So if your sentences are starting to end in but, or you have that like prepositional phrase coming up, like we want to you know, nix that from the vocabulary and the way that you're talking, and instead think, okay, I want this, but I have no idea how to do it. That's a good but, right? Because you're saying like, okay, I need to figure out how. I need to find people who do know. I need to find people who've been before. You know, maybe I need, you know, a new trainer. Maybe I need a coach. Maybe I need a different seminar. What is it that I need? Maybe I need a different conditioning program for me, for my dog. What is it that I need? And then things start to fall into place. But we can't just say that because it's hard and we don't know how, that it is not possible for us. Right? I don't believe that. There's, you know, if I look back on my life, you know, if I, you know, my, you know, say my 14 year old self, my 14 year old self didn't even know that dog sports existed in this way, right? And my 14 year old self did not know that I would be accomplishing the things that I was doing because I, they were even beyond my imagination. So, but I did them, I'm doing them, right? I'm doing all of these things, right? So if you think about it, it's very simple, right? To look backwards like that and go like, oh yeah, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know I would be doing this. I didn't know I would be, you know, called a crazy dog lady by my, you know, muggle friends, right? That, that aren't in this world. So there's so much that you can do and I want you to use that as your fuel to say, just because I don't know how doesn't mean it's not possible. And I think that's really important, right? It's important to use the things around us um, to fuel us and so, and to use other people as examples. And so coming back to this idea of pressure, I like a certain amount of pressure, right? To me, it is a, like a Goldilocks thing. There's a certain amount that I need to push me and there's a certain amount that's too much, but there's definitely a certain amount that is too little as well. You know, sometimes those weekend trials when everything's really comfortable, sometimes I don't run my best because I'm not really trying anything new. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not really, I almost want to say alert because that's kind of how it feels in my brain. I just kind of feel like I'm kind of wandering through instead of really going after something and doing it with purpose. So I guess that's what I'm trying to ignite in this conversation is just to think about what is it that you think that you want to go after 
either the rest of this year or next year? You know, what are some of your, start to think about what are some of those goals, but mostly how you can use people around you as that fuel. Like who, that, who do you need to surround yourself with, right? In order to get better. Who do, what trials do you need to go to? What people do you need to hang out with? What uh, handlers do you need to watch when they're in the ring so that you can start to emulate that or start to put those skills into your weekly you know, training? And how does that weekly training need to change? You know, what needs to change in order for you to get where, from where you are today to where you want to be? And it might be your mental game, right? You're listening to this, but it might be a training thing or it just, it might be some hole you don't even know. And I'll bet that those trainers and those handlers that you admire from a distance, right, would be thrilled to take a call or an email from you or chat with you at the end of a trial day or something like that, you know, ply them with their favorite coffee drink in the morning or whatever you need to do to butter them up. But I'll bet that they would be happy to talk to you and say, tell you a little bit more about how they got there or what they did or what, what you think that they, they think that you need to do or what steps to take. And it's not about getting business or getting a new client. It's literally about like, hey, I'm trying to get better. Tell me what I need to do. And I think that's wonderful. And I think there needs to be more support for that within our sport and for instructors not to feel threatened if their students want to go have conversations like that and, you know, find inspiration outside of, you know, our us as instructors like I think that's amazing people should want to do that they should want to get better and I it's this crazy thing that I learned in corporate I mean years ago like I I maybe maybe was 30 when I learned this and it was this company that I worked for who had this really just great philosophy that if you wanted to be get somewhere within the company it was your um, manager's job to tell you how to do that and to show you how to do that. And the, their philosophy was not to take that as a threat, but to take that as a like, oh, great, you wanna do that? All right, well, let's figure out what classes you need to take. Let's figure out how to get you there. And through that, I learned that like one of the best things is when you're someone who works for you wants to leave you <laughs> to, to go pursue greener pastures, that it should be a compliment that they're moving up, not taken as personally. So just a reminder to all of my fellow instructors out there who sometimes feel a little bit insecure if someone you know, is outgrowing them or wants to go train with somebody else, that it's not, it's not about your journey. It's about their journey in that moment. So just a reminder, because I know I have instructors and students listening. Um, but anyway, I want you to think about this week about how you can use the people around you, how you can level up, how you can continue to push yourself, where you can find that inspiration and how you can go after that. And so we're heading into, I mean, for me, I call December goal season, right? Because we're heading into that time of year where we do a lot of reflecting, looking back on the year behind us, looking forward to the year ahead. What is it we want to accomplish? What are the big decisions? What are the big things we really want to go after? And how are we going to align our world toward that goal and to that end and just like everything is going to be for that purpose and yeah I think you can do this with multiple dogs and multiple goals you know because there might be one dog who it's it's their year to do this big thing 
right? So I think when you sit down and think about it, it does work itself out, or at least I have found that to be true. But I think that I just want to challenge everybody of like, what way can you level up? What way can you continue to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and do new things with curiosity and openness and excitement? And if there's a goal that you want out there um, to figure out how you're going to go after that and, and realize that once you make that decision, you're the only person who can hold you back from that, right? So that's my challenge to you this week. Of course, like I said, we're headed into goal season. So make sure you snag the planner too if you want a little help. Um, but I just love thinking about that thought all the time because it keeps me pushing forward. And then I seek out people who are better than I am and I want to hang out with them. And I'm happy to be, you know, the worst one at the trial, you know, because I'm learning and I'm okay with that. And um, because when I learn, I get better and I push myself and I find that to be really motivating. Um, it might not feel fun all the time, uh, but it is inspiring. So that's my, that's my challenge for you this week. And I hope that whatever you're up to, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.